Hello and welcome to another episode of the MMA Crusader podcast. I'm your host, the MMA Crusader. And on uh, today's episode, I'm going to talk about the fights this weekend. The heavyweight championship of the world is on the line. Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. And what was supposed to be the featherweight title on the line, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. Now, I got a huge problem with that fight getting canceled, first and foremost. Um, I think this COVID testing is out of control. You know, we've been doing this for over a year now. We've had, I, I can't even imagine the number of fights that have been canceled because of this. And what do they do? They move it back two weeks and then the guys fight anyway. <clears throat> And most of these people have been asymptomatic, not feeling sick, passed, you know, three or four tests, and then a positive test comes out of nowhere, you know, the day of the fight. You know, that's not specifically what happened here, but it has before. Like, if Volkanovsky is not showing any symptoms, let it go. You know, whatever we know about this, you know, virus or sickness, whatever you even think it is, if it exists, if it doesn't exist, whatever data that we do have, the recovery rate is 99.7% of anybody, let alone the best athletes in the world competing at the highest level. I mean, this is crazy. How long is this going to go on? If they're not showing signs, they're not showing symptoms, let them go. Texas is open. Florida's open. Enough. You know, it's a 99.7 recovery weight. That's for people that are overweight, people with pre-existing conditions, the elderly. These are the best fighters in the world. In the best shape in the world. You know what's more detrimental to their health than COVID? An extended weight cut. Because that's what happens when you move the fight two weeks back. They never recover. That weight cut just gets extended out longer. You know what else is more detrimental to the fighters than COVID? A paycheck. Missing out on a paycheck. They pay for these training camps. You know, they have massive amounts of expenses. And... You know, now this completely, you know, these fighters are so locked in. So when you basically take everything they've been working for and you just move it back two weeks, that's tough, man. They got everything down to a science pinpointed to that night. You know, if anybody's performances have been lacking, you know, this is a a good reason for it. And it's got to stop. How long are we going to do this for? But... That's just my take on that. Uh, It's just been bugging me. I I saw that it ruined the card. 
You know, how they expect you to pay $65 when Tyron Woodley and Vincente Luque is the co-main. And then, yeah, sure, they got Sean O'Malley on there against Thomas Almeida coming off of three losses. I mean, how, how do they expect you to pay $65 for that? I understand the heavyweight championships on the line, but, man, that's a tough ask. I know he's going after the streamers, but, I mean... That's a little much to ask out of your fans. $65 for basically one fight that deserves to be on pay-per-view. Um, I don't really want to break down anything else on the card. Um, the Sean O'Malley fight, I, I hope he wins just for the sake of, you know, Thomas Almeida is kind of cooked at this point. He's not going to become a prospect again. At least O'Malley has a chance of becoming a prospect again. Um coming off a bad loss to Cheeto Vera. I know he's the whole undefeated thing. He blames on the, the nerve, yada, 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 but it's a loss nonetheless. Um, he keeps the sport exciting. He's kind of, you know, a wild card. So hopefully he wins. I don't know if he will. I don't think his striking's that much better than Almeida's, even though Almeida has looked pretty bad in his last three fights. Um, but I hope Sean O'Malley wins. And then uh, as far as the new co-main, uh, Vincente Luque and uh, Tyron Woodley, just real quick. Um, Woodley can still knock you dead with one punch. Um, Luque does get hit. His head is there to be hit. But I think if this goes past the first round, it's I think Vincente Luque actually finishes him. Luque has uh, great striking, great cardio. He's very well-rounded. Um, I think Vincente Luque has, has a lot more tools right now. Well, Woodley still has that that power, right? If he catches him with a you know a picture perfect hook, it knocks anybody out. Um, he's kind of fighting for his career too. Um, at least, well, at least his career in the UFC. But um, should be an exciting matchup anyway. I know Woodley; everybody gets mad that he kind of sits along the cage, but this is literally the best matchup for him then because all Luke a does is come forward. So it's actually a really bad matchup for Luke if you ask me because he's going to be coming right into to Woodley's power. But Woodley will gas in a round, probably. So I, I give I give Woodley a chance in the first. Maybe the first round and a half. If it gets beyond that, I think Luke takes over and could possibly finish him. But should be a pretty good matchup, actually, now that I think about it. As far as the way Luke fights, just comes forward, chin down, forehead out there like a big target. But uh, should be a good one. And for the main event, the heavyweight championship of the world. Man, I wasn't that excited about this fight. I don't know what it is about Stipe. He just doesn't He doesn't get me riled up. But I don't dislike him, but I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, it's so hard for me to say he's the GOAT. I know he has a great resume. But man, he, just, he doesn't pass the eye test, right? He doesn't do anything great. He's kind of good everywhere but he doesn't do anything great. I guess if you want to say he does something great, it's fighting under pressure. Um, but that's kind of hard to say. Like, that's your best attribute if you're the, you know, one of the greatest athletes in the world. It's kind of tough just to settle on that. Now, Nganu has all the physical attributes and seems like he's missing, like, the glue that holds it all together. But... I will admit, in their first fight, I thought Ngannou would knock him out, and uh, it didn't happen. He connected a lot, 
but Stipe found a way through it, then pretty much just took him to the ground and kind of mauled him from there. Not even so much mauled him, but just controlled him, gassed him out. Um, and I, man, I, the MMA purist in me, if, if that even is in there, wants to say Stipe wins again, but I can't get my brain to wrap around it. I just can't see it. I think Nganu has improved too much. I think he's too powerful. You know, I think, you know, in between those fights, Stipe had a trilogy with DC. Got knocked out in the first one. Took a lot of damage in the second one. And the third fight was no cakewalk either. Meanwhile, Nganu's just been knocking heads off since that fight. So Nganu's got less mileage since their last fight. And he's improved. I just, you know, again, it seems so weird, but I have to go with Nganu. He has that power. I think he's improved enough. I think his mental outlook has completely changed since that first fight. When he was on that skid... You know, after the disappointing fight against Stipe, the, the terrible fight against Derek Lewis, which is amazing because that was everybody thought that was a good matchup. You know, his chances were, you know, they were looking like he was going to get cut. And I don't know what it was, but he summoned back to bad memories of growing up and being poor. And he wanted no parts of that, man. And in his last three or four fights, he's just been... I don't think anybody's lasted over two minutes with him. So that's... Man, as far as a prediction goes, that's my prediction. I think Stipe is just too easy to hit. You know, his defense is okay. But, man, he's... I, I don't see him walking through those punches. He barely made it through the first time in that first round. I don't think his wrestling is good enough. I don't. I think Nganu has learned. And I think a lot of that was just a mental block. I think he's over that too. Maybe I'm crazy, right? Because I've picked against Stipe plenty of times in his career. I picked him to lose the second and third fights to DC. I thought if DC fought smarter, he would have won both fights. I don't think Stipe Miocic is a better fighter than Daniel Cormier. Well, than Daniel Cormier was. And maybe that's a little bit of a hot take. I think Cormier fought the worst possible strategy he could have for those fights. And Stipe's been fighting the same guy for the last two years now that they say is 5'11". I think he's somewhere around 5'10". And now he's fighting Francis Ngannou, who's anywhere from 6'3 to 6'4, rangy. It's literally a completely different body type from Daniel Cormier. He's so used to fighting Cormier now. And that's his last three fights of the last two years have been against this guy. I think you got to throw that first fight out. And I don't think, I can't possibly see Stipe knocking him out. That's another problem. And maybe, again, maybe I'm being blinded by something, but I can't see Stipe knocking out Francis. But 
They played that trailer for the fight, and man, that got me riled up. Whoever designed that video was so perfect, man. That was a hell, hell of a promo for a fight card. I'm going to be watching regardless. You know, I know the streamers are out there, but it's pretty much the only sport, pretty much the only show, pretty much the only thing I watch on TV. So I'm okay with giving them the money, but can't say that I like it. (laughs) But uh, that's my breakdown for the fight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be watching on Saturday. And if anything, you know, anything too crazy or exciting happens, I will definitely be breaking it down. I'll definitely be making some posts on my Instagram. But, um, yeah, guys, can't wait to see the fight. And uh, tune in the next episode. Thanks, guys.